0: I think the last two episodes uh, became a little heavy in terms of the content, but um, I want to sort of keep this episode very casual, very nostalgic, uh, sort of feel good, look at the good old days. So in this episode, I want to look at my relationship with Indian cricket and cricket in general, how it started my relationship with it in the beginning um, then obviously along with the uh, evolution of the game itself uh, i sort of had differing views and much more i want to explore all of this in today's episode which is episode number four of the floating by podcast presented to you by pranav saji Krishnan. let's go I think I've always been someone who's played cricket right from uh, the age of three or four. uh, My first memories of holding a plastic bat and hitting a plastic ball. But uh, some of my most vivid memories, I think, begin from um, the years 2006-2007, around that time when, uh, you know, uh, Dhoni captained the team, In 2007 to the t20 world cup victory i think it was a pinnacle in indian cricket and joginder sharma coming in to deliver that and then sreeshan taking the catch we all have it etched in our minds so after that particular win in the final is when i started i think religiously following the game uh, because those were some of the first superstars uh, when we were teenagers people from my generation Uh, Then, of course, the IPL started, the IPL fever started and uh, it was sort of uh, new to us in 2008. I was around 10, 11 years old and it was sort of new to us, but we understood it. We loved the game and uh, uh, all the kids in my apartment, we used to play almost every day. So, uh, that's when the actual fever of the game hit me Um, and then, of course, uh i was one of those kids who used to sit throughout the day and watch cricket be it live games be it uh, recorded games i used to watch games from the 1980s and 1990s as they were being Uh, (laughs) re-telecast i remember there used to be this channel called neo cricket and neo sports Uh, they had the mandate for the television broadcast rights at that time for india games at least domestic games and uh, there was this very affable presenter called, I think his name was Radha Krishnan, uh, if I'm not wrong. And uh, pretty young looking South Indian chap and we sort of related to him because, you know, we were like, Are bhai ye. he's sitting in a studio and he's talking to cricketers, what what could be a better job than that? So he was some sort of an idol at our time. And uh, New York cricket used to re-telecast uh, games from 20 years ago 10 years ago they used to play Ranji games and I still remember the awesome commentary that uh, Mr. Lakshman Shivaram Krishnan used to uh, you know, handle and uh, get executed during the Ranji games I mean that was also one of the biggest factors why I used to follow Ranji at that time then of course you have the IPLs the big bashes uh, many other domestic series happening around the world which uh, we all ended up religiously following. I think it was in 2010-11 that was like sort of the peak time where all of us from our, my apartment complex we used to play almost every day and uh, decide whose house we are going to watch the game. We were religious followers of uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore team at that time. This was when Gail first came and he sort of helped us <laughs> put ourselves on the map. Uh, yeah, and then of course uh, that, that that 2011 era was sort of very very cherishable. Uh, then started the 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 Muhammad Amir case that happened in the UK back in 2012. Uh, we were sort of put off by it. We didn't really understand because we never saw the other side of the game, right? We never looked at the rules, uh, the legalities, the ethics, all of that. Uh, I think that Mohammed Amir case was the first time it hit me that okay th- things co- are getting serious and this could potentially affect the game for a long time. They were convicted, they were put in jail, um, and they were fined, and a lot of lot of uh, overhaul was happening in terms of uh, how the game was being looked at. And then of course the the big IPL scandal uh, which happened involving CSK and. Sri Shant and all these guys. I think that's when I started paying attention to the politics behind cricket with uh, Mr. N. Srinivasan coming in uh, as the head of CSK. You have all these secrets being put out. He's then been arrested. They have been sort of suspended for two years. Then you have virtually careers being destroyed of Sri Shant, a lot of other guys who are involved. Um, So I started. Playing closer attention to the politics behind cricket. What was happening behind the lines, who are the governing bodies, what is the kind of financial setup these governing bodies have and how much power do they hold over the actual game itself because that's very important. In history you have all already come across like the FIFA cases, all these uh, sporting scandals where results can easily be rigged right. And As more and more details were being divulged, I figured that, you know what, cricket is not uh, having any more sort of uh, ground to hold itself and it it was falling apart right in front of our eyes because uh, we sort of started losing faith and at the same time, obviously, I was uh, sort of starting to wear away from my friends because we had our own lives at that point. So, uh, after the entire IPL scandal happened, we had two teams, they went, the old teams came back. I think that was a transitional phase I where I sort of started paying lesser and lesser attention to the game of cricket itself. Uh, yes, I mean, there were the ODI series, the test series that we used to generally tune in and keep ourselves up to date with. But because the whole scenario of cricket was then totally changed by that time due to IPL, a lot of other leagues and a lot of money coming into the game, uh, I sort of personally started losing interest where I would not end up following what was happening, what were the kind of tournaments, what are the upcoming tours, all that. So, 2015-2016, you of course had uh, them going to uh, Australia for the World Cup in 2015, but the Indian team was lacklustre to say the least because it was a very transitional time after the large chunk of the old generation the Saurav Ganguly, uh, Virenda Seva, Dravid generation sort of eventually phasing out into a completely different team, completely new team. Uh, You have the Bhuhneshwas, you have the Shamis, you have that entire new generation of bowlers coming in, uh, and then of course, the batsmen, it was a constant shuffle in terms of the batsmen's lineup, right? And the Indian team was sort of starting to find new ground uh, to sort of balance itself. And they did not perform very well in those three years, I guess, uh, from my memory. But then, you know, the team transitioned into Kohli's captaincy full time. And uh, it sort of sprung a new era where you found extremely talented players coming in. Uh, the already established 2-3 year old members of the team um, sort of finding their ground properly in, their, in the side with Bumrah coming in. All of that, Ishan Sharma finding new pace uh, and his rebirth. So that was the time 2016-2017 was the time when India started to again pick up. But, you know, this is from the teen's standpoint, I want to go into the audience's standpoint where I personally as an audience, I I genuinely lost interest in the game. Um, I was never an ardent follower, I used to have crick buzz in my pocket, but uh, to give me updates and of course, I mean, (laughs) I'm a a Royal Challengers fanatic that way, but uh, I was following the IPL for sure, but not with the same craze uh, as a few years ago. So... My point here is, I want to look at why this happened, um, the primary reasons behind it. Can can the scene change in terms of Indian cricket itself with uh, a lot of valid arguments, in fact, being made uh, to point towards the morality behind the game, uh, the fact that the game is so hugely funded, uh, men's cricket, in particular and uh, uh, how that sort of changed the whole uh, ecosystem of the game and why the audience is not as into the game as we imagine them to be honestly apart from the fixers itself i don't see the fixing scandal actually helping anyone uh, in terms of careers or money uh, whatever so when that entire saga started with the fixing, I was disillusioned to a point where I did not know what to expect in terms of the future of the game itself. Uh, Obviously, because you are a religious fanatic from the beginning, you sort of uh, start following the men's team. Uh, I also started following the women's team uh, very religiously in terms of where they travel to, uh, what are the kind of games that were happening in the women's circuit. following a lot of new and rising teams uh, like Ireland uh, for example their women's team so it was sort of a nice time uh, nice run I had by that time because I was following the game and then you have something like this that comes in and sort of uh, removes whatever faith you had right so I honestly feel very bad that over the few years and very disappointed that uh, the game has sort of evolved in our country, in India especially, to be everything around money uh, with the sponsorship deals, uh, touching close to 250 crores for a few years of uh, uh, title sponsorship. That is, that is insane amounts of money. And the kind of money uh, that are going into auctions, uh, sponsorships, stadiums, the glamour element with celebrities being a part of the game, a lot of PR and marketing. So everything right now, uh, especially with social media, it's everything has become about money. Uh, The BCCI is almost worth 9 to 10 times than the ICC itself. And uh, that is exactly why they have so much of power in the ICC as well. Uh, global schedules are based on India team schedule, uh, India, India's tournaments, a lot of other stuff. So, uh, we have enormous power in the ICC, but that does not mean that you make corruption part of the game, uh, involving politicians in it, large businesses in it. It's very, very dirty right now. So, because I, when you see someone like Mahendra Singh Dhoni, right? uh being accused of a lot of stuff. I used to be a huge Dhoni fan and after that I frankly did not, was not able to sort of muster up the same passion I had for his gameplay at all after that. Uh, it was, it's natural uh, even if I, even if you show me proof that he did not do anything or uh, whatever. I still sort of started looking at flaws uh, with everything that he did in terms of the captaincy and the game and I sort of lost trust in the guy. So that happened um, but Dhoni of course he has given years of service to the game. He he's definitely a master of strategy. There is no de- denying that but I am just telling you guys how it sort of evolved in me. Uh, and of course salam so to the guy because he just retired very recently and he was a great. He's done great service to Indian cricket. So uh, things like that happen basically. And when you see something like that, it it shatters your trust with the game. I started rebelling with my family uh, when they were following India games and sort of praising stuff. I sort of telling. I start. I started telling them that uh, it's a money game. It's corruption. How can you believe all this? I was also a hypocrite because. At the same time, I used to follow IPL very religiously, which was, ironically, the most corrupt tournament at that time. Um, And then I started seeing things from a different angle where, uh, yes, I mean, there are classic rags to riches story in cricket, uh, but when you have raw talent outside, uh, why does it end up becoming... uh, huge financial game it's a it's it's about passion whatever said and done uh, you have the passion you need not run a race and come first and prove that you're making money uh, earlier than anyone else your passion your talent will be rewarded so when you have young raw talent out on the road and you see young raw talent being uh, sucked into the black hole of corruption within the game it feels sad. And I honestly want to see uh, the change in attitude. It starts from the players uh, because now the audience's attitude has been made clear. There's a lot of uh, importance that's being given to IPL right now because it's coming right up and people are saying instead of World Cup, you're focusing on having an IPL. I mean, they are starting to Notice the power that uh, India has for the last couple of years now. So the audience's uh, perception, I feel, I feel you guys might disagree, uh, you, there will be definitely be more people who will be more into Indian cricket at this point than me. So I, I am very open to listening to your opinions. So I am sure that um, the audience's perceptions have changed. And going forward, I think that will slowly start to affect advertising. And then in general, it will seep into the management and then the game itself. Uh, The feeling where, okay, I mean, is everything going according to plan? What is what's happening with the game? I mean, are we adding any true value to the game at all? Uh, I feel that if management uh, and if the the governing bodies start to think like this, which I know they won't. It's never happened in any sport because it's all about money. Uh, But if you want to generally keep the tradition uh, the same way it was, with the same charm, I mean, cricket has brought families together and like it's helped a lot in, in terms of Indian society. Society bonding has happened a lot through cricket. So, yeah, there are definitely and every sport is equal. So, uh, I'm. My, this episode is primarily only focused on cricket. So uh, I want to shed light on that. So I want to see the game change. I want to see the governing bodies change. But I am just some guy sitting in a room in Mumbai and recording a podcast and uh, basically stating that he wants to see change in cricket, which is not going to change anything. But... I have some sort of hope uh, and if there is any action that we as audience can take, uh, I have stopped going to cricket stadiums, I have sort of uh, stopped paying for cricket content, uh, stuff like that. Whatever is free to use, I use, whatever is free to consume, I consume, but I have actively stayed away from anything that helps these goons make money. So. As much as we try to disagree that the Mafia or the the scandals are not happening even now, it's definitely happening but we just don't know it and it's more efficient now the system. So I've sort of started to lose faith in the game too much, I, I, want, that to, I want that to stop because I genuinely love the game, um, I want to play a game of cricket as soon as I can, it's been months since I played a game. So I definitely love the game from all my heart but I hope that things change and I hope that players start to realize what they are playing for, who they are, what their talent is and not enter into the cocoon of corruption because it's very tough to get out. Thank you for listening guys, this was not a analytical episode, it was just an emotional rant, a nostalgic rant where I delved into how my relationship with cricket was and what I want to change and how things are right now at the moment. So thank you for listening, I mean it was, I am so sorry that this was a sort of bland episode but I felt that I haven't talked about cricket for a long time uh i haven't been following the game too closely so i figured that i wanted to talk about why that is and that resulted in this episode so thank you for listening everyone uh as usual if you have any comments or any suggestions anything to tell me about the podcast please do hit me up on my socials hit the follow button on spotify And keep listening to the Floating By podcast, presented to you by Pranav Saji Krishnan.